Hey, Cody, guess what? What? I am on summer break. School is out for summer, and I actually am not sleep deprived this podcast, which I think is the first time that's ever happened. I'm very proud of you, and I would be more proud of you, but as you have previously stated, it doesn't seem like a very long break, and I I mean, I I just want you to revel in it, is all I'm saying. I want you to just literally take two weeks and just turn into a cocoon and just never see the sun ever again. Yeah. Finals week, listening back to listening back to last <laughs> week's podcast and, and going through this week was a very wild adventure for me. I personally felt like I was the one underwater, but I think that you also <laughs> f- expressed that emotion as well. So I'm glad that that just threw my microphone <laughs> who apparently did not want not was just not playing games that day. Just <sighs> Oh, man. It's just, it felt like a really good preview for what we were going to be discussing this week, really. It's almost Uh, like you knew. Yeah. So I have a few things that we need to discuss right off the bat here. So you know those bugs that take your blood? What are they called? Mosquitoes? Okay. So I agree. What the fuck? Allie, what the fuck? I'm getting to I'm getting to something. <laughs> what is this setup? <laughs> so I also agree that they are called mosquitoes because okay. hi. Because yes, hello. <laughs> However, I heard that Where word said this week, not as mosquitoes, but as mosquitoes. And <laughs> I need this to be discussed immediately. <laughs> See, it was not done by some random motherfucker. It was done by Griffin, and I need to I need to debrief about this. Okay, no, I Mosquito? I have something to confess here. Cody? <laughs> Cody? I don't know what you're about to say, but I don't like it. I've definitely no. as no. a goof <laughs> said <mosquito>. no. <laughs> Listen. Don't fake my culture, Cody. No, (laughs) I don't like to say comedian because I'm not funny. But as a person who likes comedy and saying very silly things, (laughs) I I like language and I think words are funny, especially words like mosquito, which are spelled in the most roundabout ass backwards way. Fits them and just there's so much fun to mosquito. (laughs) I when I heard that. This week, I nearly had to pull my car over and take a breather because one, I spit water out like onto my steering wheel because God forbid. And second of all, I have never heard that in my entire life. What are you talking about, mosquitoes? Listen, when there's a U, U's are weird letters and they change how you say words sometimes. I agree. I'm not going to justify this lifestyle. Please don't, because I don't approve of it. I just find that it's very funny to me. It's, yeah, it's just, it's all fun and games. It's all fun and games until you make me spit out water while I'm driving. Okay, the reason that I brought this up, aside from the fact that it has been haunting me for nearly a week now. But speaking of things that suck blood. I recently found and sent to you 
some information regarding a private social media account that Kristen Stewart has. And I think that it needs to be addressed here. It's very important. I don't even know. Are we talking about this comment specifically? Because that's a whole basket of worms. So we're talking about the fact that Kristen Stewart has a private Instagram account and that she responded to a hater this week. So um, during this recording, I have requested to follow <laughs> follow Kristen Stewart I'm so proud account, of you. which I will not say. Okay. So if I get any updates during this recording. Okay. <laughs> but we if we don't talk about this username, we have to quit this podcast. Because What do you mean? What, what do you mean? What do you mean? If that's not a Twilight <laughs> reference, then what the fuck is it? I mean Um Whatever. Let's <laughs> do so, it, Cody. That's a Twilight reference. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying it's not that hard to figure out what Kristen Stewart's private Instagram is, and if you find it, it's definitely Listen, a Twilight no, reference. I so like she has like over a thousand posts, which I'm in love with. Yes, <laughs> I just want to see them. Is it? But this comment would is like, you do me the personal honor by reading this comment? Yeah. Oh, I would love uh, here. <laughs> Let me just mm, let's, let's go. <laughs> make this your fanfiction corner, and instead, it's oh, people God. daring to try and hate on Kristen Stewart, and her respond with love and adoration. It's okay. It's a lot. So this is from the user uh, Chris Stop fifty one twenty seven on Instagram. Yeah. So you know, feel free to do whatever you will. <laughs> it's no, there's no image. <laughs> like it's just like a the default instagram whatever Shadow anyway man honestly so-, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so so they said robert pattinson mentioned kristen's name today and kristen's fandom blew up kristen looks odd and disgusting with stella with like mind you like all, all caps, caps <laughs> no punctuation like barely any spaces where is at Suck underscore upon, which oh is Kristen's God. Instagram, whatever, family. Her mom doesn't even wish her a happy birthday on Twitter anymore. Kristen is at nearly 250 on I- INDB, <laughs> not IMDB. Meanwhile, Emma Watson is at six. Oh my God. Kristen, <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> It's a loser and needs to concentrate on her work, not some fling who puts her vag oh in God. Kristen's face. Most of Kristen's fans have a vag. What? It's it is gross. Kristen wants that over oh a my dick, God. especially the dick of Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Why does Kristen, in all caps, want something she already has between her legs? It is just weird after she pretended to be straight for eight years. So there is, we could do a whole episode <laughs> on unpacking. There's so much to <laughs> There's unpack. There's a lot there. Oh, God. I, well, holy shit. And then Kristen responded. <laughs> To this Instagram <laughs> comment. Please go on, Cody. Just saying, love you too, honey. I'm like, oh my god. Oh. So oh. good. I just, like, there's so, I'm so very confused. What is it? I don't know how Emma Watson was even involved in this conversation. I don't know. <laughs> and suddenly she was I don't there. Know either. Everything about like, it is confusing just, to me. It's hard for me, as someone who is not in any of this world, by choice. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
to think that in 2017, people still, like, fangirl over Robert Pattinson? You know what I mean? I mean, fair. Like, even now, I mean, because, like, I don't know, Harry Styles is being himself and living his goddamn <laughs> truth, and so people are kind of, like, going back to that One Direction type of thing. How dare you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, is that, is that a curse No, name? you just didn't say it with enough reverence. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so now, with that being back into popular culture, people are like, I'm back into One Direction and all that stuff. And, like, I get it. That happens with Right, yeah, or they never left, you know. But, like, or, you know, that's yeah. fine. Also a thing that I have zero knowledge of whatsoever, <laughs> so don't really have a lot to say Yet. on that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> One Direction podcast. That's where I draw the line, Allie. Oh, my God. <laughs> don't. Cody, don't line. joke about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. But, like, to think that people still would obsess over Robert Pattinson in the same way that they would someone in One Direction sure. is very... And be so possessive sure. over, like, him and also, like, the relationship that he had with this yeah. woman years ago and haven't been with for yeah. years. It's very strange to me. It's wild, for sure. That's a lot of passion for such a hateful <laughs> yeah. comment. Yeah. That is gross in so many different ways. Yes. Yes. the audacity to actually tag her in it, too. Literally, no shame. Yeah. No shame. It's, that is amazing to me. I'm... And also to bring, like, her mom into it. Like, her mom doesn't wish her happy and birthday. And Emma. And like, what the fuck? It's, yeah. So, there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm thankful that Kristen responded with kindness, I, even though I would have enjoyed, you know, annoyance just as much, but I did think that it was worth sure. noting in our little Kristen corner. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, I mean, it's part of this podcast. So, yeah, I am so thrilled to be able to chat with you about chapters 15 and 16 this week. Boy, honestly, so am I. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, not not like that excited, but like <laughs> I'm, I'm so thrilled. Let's not sell it that much. We are no longer in filler mode, friends. Fucking finally, it's, guys. We've finally hit it's the point. Fucking three hundred <laughs> pages at least, more than like way more than. Yeah, but no more filler. It is all game, no shame. This the rest of this. Book. Sure. Yes. yes. So chapter fifteen, titled "Pressure." is great a lot to handle (laughs) immediately because of course y'all it's spring break in forks what up (laughs) and that means for everybody except for bella that it's a great time and a carefree (laughs) time you would say um but Mm -hmm. for bells of course it means yet another bad boy bad boy encounter so yay more trauma especially just overlapping on the the times of year it's really good for her health i just i love that that's how this chapter starts out too like that that is it's literally mentioned that that is her first thought waking up it's like wow i live a really fucked up life don't i not a second goes by where i don't think how fucked up this situation is and how I, as a human being, cannot process any yep. of it emotionally, physically, 
spiritually. No. In addition to her not being able to process that, too, she's also not really processing the fact that everybody in Jacob's close life is calling her his girlfriend. And she's just yeah. like, oh, that's, like, weird, right? <laughs> like, whoa. It's so ridiculous because it's, like, a so clear that they don't understand their relationship at all, but they think that they do more than anyone else. And so, like, she's always like, oh, well, Jake, everyone keeps calling Jake my boyfriend, like, I'm her, I'm his girlfriend and all that stuff. But, like, as long as we both know how we really feel and what a relationship really is, we're fine. And, like, I'm sorry, I don't remember y'all ever being on the same page about any of this, yeah. ever. I don't know if this happened in chapters that were not in this book, <laughs> yeah. but y'all are not on the same page, and you have never been, ever. It's so yeah. silly. They clearly want different oh, things. Oh, absolutely. But Bella's like, yeah, we're on the same page. We don't need to, like, talk about anything. Yeah, this is just, like, our unspoken friendship. Yeah, like, we know. We get it. We know. Like, he knows, and I know. And it's, like, the same thing, you know? When Jake literally has the heart eyes emoji for her all the time. Literally. It's just, and Bella's like, oh, yeah, no, we're just, like, buddies. It's great. <laughs> we get to see, um, fuck my name. Fuck Mike and- Newton. Okay. <laughs> oh, Y'all, <laughs> listen. Here's the thing. I'm just gonna do an easy transition, but okay. I, I've been telling all of you to fuck Mike Newton. And not, like, literally. But, like, just fuck it. Like, because he doesn't no, deserve absolutely that. Absolutely not. Just like fuck Mike Newton. <laughs> and we get it here in this part. Yeah. I'm going to get into that, but we do get Bella being ridiculous. I mean, true. Also about her relationship with Jacob. Because he says, as he, because he's obviously wanting to know everything about Bella's love life because he can't catch it. No, hand. obviously not. Um, and is like, are you dating that kid from La Push? And then she's, she goes, not in the technical sense of the word, which, like, <coughs> bitch, I just, like, I can't believe. It's like, they only speak in nonsensicals and vague terms and act like it's the most concrete establishment of a relationship. Yep. And as if they're on the same page, which they're clearly not, and as if they all understand what's going on without talking about it, without having communication. And, like, that's not good communication no. and it's not good relationships and it's just misleading to literally everyone involved and it's very frustrating well, and you can tell that she does not have effective i don't know bricks to lay upon for her emotional <laughs> sure. relationships absolutely and even romantic relationships because she's like well mm-hmm. i mean we're like not technically dating but we're basically dating because he's my best friend and it's like what do you, wait what those are you said, like, seven different things there. Like, those are all different. What do you Half mean? Half of that sentence was in pig Latin, Bella. What are you saying? I don't <laughs> I don't understand. It's, uh, it keeps reinforcing the fact that she feels like she, all the men in her life have to be romantically involved with yep. her. And, like, you can't just have a super strong relationship and platonic relationship and friendship with somebody without having to be, like, a serious romantic relationship or whatever. Yeah. And but she's like, yeah, we're not like technically dating, but like he's my best friend, so like that's like close enough. And I'm like, no, no, those are like, we have those things, we have those words for reasons, and they yep. mean things. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just forget that. Well, and it's sad that she can't just say he's my best friend and that be enough for her, and enough for him because that's right. what she feels. Yeah, but mm-hmm. no, 
she has to be like, I mean, that means we're like basically dating. So, no, so Bella. like, mm, no, you can just no. have friends. God, you deserve friends. <laughs> you just Bella deserves friends. Two K sixteen. Wait, what year it's is it? Goddamn friend. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Just kidding. I've been time traveling during Welcome my summer Welcome to the break. time traveling podcast. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, can you get to the uh, part of this where fuck Mike Newton actually comes into play? Thank you. Oh, I mean, <laughs> okay. You've been sitting <laughs> on that one. I mean, he's just gross, right? Like, we all know this. This is yeah. a new information. Because at first he starts with like, are you dating that, like, because Jacob's in the store or whatever and he leaves and then no uh, preamble. Mike is like, are you dating this kid like the sophomore like what's up with that because like homie it has nothing to do with you and for very good reasons and for very intentional reasons well, and so, especially like, because the last memory that he has of jacob was when they were in the car together after the movie and mike yeah. couldn't stop yard saying and jacob was like can you just <laughs> fucking not in my car and he has the audacity to speak down to Jacob as if he wasn't the yeah. one puking oh, in his to, car. Right, but to be fair, we talked about that and being Jacob was being very much a piss baby. I mean, he's always a piss baby. Really annoying and rude and just being like, oh, you know, you gotta be like a real man who, you know, can't, who can take all the blood and the gore and stuff and won't just vomit, blah, and just like peak toxic masculinity. Yes. So like, I get it. I get it. Yes. They're not justifiable for his feelings because he those are go a long ways past yes. that. But like he's very much just like not on the right side of things with Jacob, especially if he's in like pursuing a romantic relationship with Bella that he gets all like territorial, which is creepy because yes. you know, she's not yours to be territorial yep, for. Exactly. But you know, Live your truth. The thing that I don't, I don't understand about this, and there's a lot of things I don't understand about this, but Bella deciding to say, like, life is complicated, which, like, I mean, Bella gets it, right? Um, (laughs) And and the understatement of the fucking century. (laughs) Bella's Yeah, what she she forgot to put there was my beforehand, so it was like, my life is complicated. (laughs) But then Mike has the audacity to respond, under his breath, of course, and girls are cruel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Uh, Fuck off. Nasty. Nasty uh, boy. I just... I love, like, entitlement and, like, men thinking that women owe them something, including, like, romantic feelings for them. Nothing. That's what I love, you know? <sighs> Especially, you know, novels targeted towards young adults, primarily young women. Like, that's really... What right. I like. Nothing would bring me <laughs> more joy than looking Mike Newton straight in the face and telling him that he's a piece of shit and just trying to bring his ego down more. My only concern with doing that, though, is that he might go on a rampage and, like, kill people or me, you know. Sure. Um, yeah. Or try to ask you out to the Sadie Hawkins Yeah, or take it know? as a like- compliment. <laughs> like, I'm flirting. Yeah. He would totally be like... Wow, she's like totally good to me. Yeah, she's like playing that hard game, right? That like long, that long pull. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. I hate everything about this. God, wait, can we just like fucking take a second to talk about how shitty that is? Because like the whole notion of like playing hard to get is literally just like 
it's warps young boys' mentality to think that women saying no or they're not interested means like, oh, okay, I'll just keep working this one, and then she'll know, and it'll be good. And I'm like, no, no, you could just, like, take their word for it and their body language and stuff, and you don't have to, like, win them or try to, you know, make it a game or win their heart or whatever. Well, the frustrating thing. If they don't feel those ways for Exactly. You. And the frustrating thing is, as a culture, kids are being educated about this from very early, mm-hmm. that, yeah. like, boys pinching girls or, like, pushing yep. them down and stuff, like, on the playground is not just them being an asshole. That means they <laughs> like you. Yeah, I'm like, oh, no. It's like, wait, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I think very much by the definition of someone, like, pushing you down into the uh, the ground means that they do not like you, is the thing. <laughs> I think that's exactly what that means, actually. What that means is that they don't know how to effectively express their emotions and instead are using Ugh. violence and we're teaching kids <laughs> that this is okay from, like, toddler yeah. age. What the fuck? I hate it. I hate it so much. And the thing is, <laughs> is that this next part with Jake and Bella talking, it has these same dynamics in it, too. Because he's mm. basically like, hey, Bells, look, I'm going to slit my hand open. Isn't this cool? And she's like, mm. hey, fuck off, first of all. I yeah. don't want any of that. We could just talk. <laughs> That's really interesting, because I, when I was reading this, I had... Like, similar, but in different ways, like, opinions towards the scene. So, like, they're talking, and then he's doing all this, like, fuck shit. And <laughs> basically being like, wow, I'm, like, invincible. I can, like, do all this stuff. Like, I, I have all these weird emotions, and they're, like, wild, and I can't control them. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> he just strums yeah. a guitar. <laughs> he's telling her all of this just while, like, tuning his guitar. <laughs> But, like, while I was reading this, and it may just be me, but, like, I felt the language felt very much, like, metaphors for either mental illness or something along the lines of, like, mood swings and BPD. Like, that seemed very close to home to what he was, like, articulating with his language. I love that. Tell me more. Because he kept saying, obviously, I don't, I've never suffered any of these things, so I can't comment on it like I have experienced them but in like the socialization of it like he keeps talking about like not being able to control his commotions one day he's one minute he's like super excited and the other day he's just like super depressed and super moody and he doesn't know how to control his own feelings and then he you know results to like violence he has these like violent tendencies and all this stuff and then he uh, keeps, like, comparing himself to a monster. He doesn't want to be, like, a monster. Yeah. He, he feels like his lack of control of his emotions and lack of control of his physicality and all that stuff, like, makes him a monster. Like, he accepts... And the fact that he, like, is, quote-unquote, less human than the other wolves because he's, like, able to do these wolf-like things and, like, all this stuff at a much faster rate than any of the right. others had. And he talks about this. And he thinks that he's worried about that because he's like, does that mean, like, I'm not you know, as human to start off with than I would have liked. And so it just seems like a lot of parallels to be like all those tendencies and the mood swings and stuff like that. I personally love that reading of this scene a lot more. I wish that I could say like, oh yeah, Stephanie Meyer totally wrote that in there. Um, Knowing her, she definitely, (laughs) like, that's just an accident. (laughs) Like, No, and I mean, I don't think it's a good thing, Um, right? Like, I think she's making comparisons and they, um, not intentionally, but, like, they allude to certain 
opinions about these type of mental illnesses, especially stuff with BPD that's heavily stigmatized in comparison to a lot of other mental yeah, illnesses. Yeah, exactly. In a much higher rate, um, and it's a lot more demonized, especially in pop culture, and especially in just, like, the socialization of mental illnesses. So I think it's really harmful that it reads in the same sort of symptoms. Yeah, Yeah, I think that that just underscores the fact that this series is not, I don't know, kind to, like, anyone. Um, And so (laughs) the fact that this reading is something that is just very obvious. Like, the idea that mm-hmm. he feels like there is something else inside of him, and it's that quick right. to read and analyze from, mm-hmm. I think shows that, again, there are so many folks that went through the reading process of this, and that was not brought up at any point. Right. Which is sad. Yeah. This conversation, though, is interesting, because we do get underscored again about the fact that Jacob has strong bloodlines within mm-hmm. the sense of the Quillu pack. So the fact that he had Ephraim Black and Quill, Atara, on both of his family lineages is a big deal within mm-hmm. this. And I can tell, like, Stephanie Meyer's obviously laying the groundwork for this, but because she's mentioned <laughs> it like five times. But it does... It is important to remember. We do get some more information about Quill, which makes me sad. (laughs) Poor baby. Poor Quillatera. And this whole conversation, too, I think is quite interesting because of the fact that Bella actually tells Jake what happened to her hand. And I I don't like it. She, like, spills so much of the vampire beans, and I'm like, homie, did you not learn it? Didn't you just have all those reservations about, like, not being your secrets to tell and all this stuff, and, like, all of this trauma that you didn't want to talk about? And yet, as soon as he's like, pretty please, and she just, like, immediately just spills everything out. (laughs) She just becomes a waterfall of emotions. Literally. (laughs) Like, I... (laughs) The thing is, too, is... I don't know how this conversation comes up is the fact that he's he's looking at her scar and he's like, what is that? Your funny scar. And then he's like, <gasps> all of a sudden he like gasps and like realizes it's like, Jake, I mean, obviously it's been always cold. Like, put these pieces together, babe. Come on, boy. <laughs> Baby. Yes. Come on. I mean, the whole thing, too, especially because of the fact that Bella was like, I don't want to be a spy. I don't want to tell all these secrets. But instead. And yet. <laughs> I The only thing that I can justify for that is because of the fact that it's the same time as it was last year that she's right. just, like, feeling a need to share it. And instead of, of course, mm-hmm. having any sort of therapy within her life, sure. she's just like, well, here. Right. And also because she hasn't had an outlet to talk exactly. about things, right? Who are you going to talk to about, about vampires, right? About with, and like, your love affair with vampires and almost getting murdered and all yep. that shit. Like, that's not something you can easily walk up to a therapist. Not that she would, because she clearly has a stigma about yes. that in this novel. But, like, that's not really something you bring up. It's not something that would probably be treated kindly towards you. Yeah. But, like, she has no outlet, and I cannot stress it enough, no friends to talk about this yes. with in a normal and healthy way. And so as soon as, like, and especially the times since it's been a year, she's, like, super emotional. 
and all the memories are still right. there and still very strong, everything comes out so of her. So this also reminds me of a part later on in their conversation when Jake has the audacity to ask Bella why she copes in the way that she does in the sense that he sees her wrapping her arms around herself and around her chest like she always does because she's mentioned right. the hole in her chest like that's that's a thing and if mm. instead of just being like yep okay this is the Bella that apparently I know doesn't like music and all of these things he's like hey so why do you like do that like that thing when you're <sighs> upset like why uh. I'm sorry <laughs> Let's talk about body language 101. <laughs> and so, just like, in what world would it be acceptable? Like, what a- what answer are you expecting here, Jacob? Yeah, what what would you, what would you be happy with? What answer would you like to hear, Jacob? <laughs> Tell me what you want to know, and I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, I do this, right? I, like, I, I wrap my arms around my stomach and, like, keel over because I really want to fuck you, Jacob, you know? I just really want to, like, just... Wanting to dig me down, and it's not just like literally a year's worth of trauma and sickness, and me feeling literally sick to my stomach because of all this emotional trauma that I've been through my entire life. No, I just want that good, good dick. No, that's what instead. It is. it is my good Christian self trying to literally hold my hormones back and try to repress them inside. Jacob, what the fuck do you want to hear from this? Yeah, what? You pencil dick piss baby. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> oh my god. I don't. I want that tattooed all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get over that fanfic. It's going to be scarring me for the rest of my life. Oh god. <sighs> it's just the combination of the two. Oh, it's so. It's. Oh. <laughs> it's <laughs> how do I say? Mosquito. I like. <laughs> I hate everything. Anybody who says mosquito. that. <laughs> I'm only saying mosquito from now on. Then you can step out of my life. I hate that. I hate that so much. Noted. <laughs> Done. <Yeah>. Adios. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. This conversation that Bella and Jacob have ends with them coming to the conclusion that they are a, quote, messed up pair. <sighs> um, <laughs> Haven't I heard? Doesn't this sound familiar to yes. you? Is this ringing any bells to any of you? The the one sentence that he says, though, that I did think was kind of interesting writing from Stephanie, though, was when Jake says that neither one of them can hold their shape together, right? And I thought that that was an interesting <laughs> kind of summation of what Jacob is going through and what Bella is going through. So yeah. that's great. Which is why it'd be nice if they were friends because they can that's have right. or at least functioning in a relationship where they're not literally dependent on each other for everything and them being together is them being one whole person which i think bella talks about a little bit later and it's very gross and she has this mentality that she's not a whole human being unless she's with someone else jake of course has stuff to do because he is a wolf and needs to do things um wolf boy wolf boy wolf with his wolf brothers and (laughs) That leaves Bella alone, which, if you haven't been able to surmise from the other 22 podcasts, um, Bella being alone is not great. It's never good. It's not good. Never good. 
She needs to be on constant watch. Especially because of everything that's gone and happened and stuff. But what ends up happening is she's wandering through the beach alone. And because of the fact that she's realized, like, oh, shit, I'm alone. Oh, God, I'm alone. She ends up, like, curled up in a ball on the beach. And that's how Jake finds her. And his response is that he has to apologize for leaving her alone. And something about that makes me feel gross. I just don't like it. Well, doesn't it remind you of when fucking Edward... Edward, who is she? Yeah, sorry, who is that? Not the push, (laughs) but the other one. The other place that they go to. (laughs) There's only two towns. There's Forks and there's Port Angeles. Port Angeles, there there it is. So when Edward, like, literally hunts her down in Port Angeles and then, like, quote-unquote rescues her from a bunch of bad boys, (laughs) bad boys, and then basically makes her apologize to him. Yeah. Or at least she feels the need to apologize to him. So, like, a lot of really healthy relationships going on here, boys. Just, like, a lot of really good quality relationships. I just don't like it. Of course, since he has to apologize, he feels this need to make things better. And they decide to go cliff diving the next day. Which, sure, Jake, I I don't know why you felt the need to continue that promise that you made. One Could it be possibly to further the plot and use something you talked about earlier in the novel sure, sure. and finally just jam yeah. it in? <laughs> the one thing about this, though, that I, I do feel like is worth mentioning is that Jake lets Bella know that it won't be as cold as it is today. And he asks her if he can if she can feel the weather changing. Um, and the pressure. <laughs> and here's a thought. Jake, as a meteorologist. I love it. <laughs> I need it. I also love it. He just, like, he does the thing where he, like, licks his finger. And he's like, yes, I know all of it that's happening. Seven days, He's done. like, I know it in my brain. <laughs> going on a monologue about <laughs> motorcycles. And all of a sudden he's like, ooh, my bones are tingling. I think the pressure is changing. I think it's going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? It's going to be high tide. What? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the moon is here. <laughs> like, that- so it's the next day. And Bella is trying to pack because she knows that they're going to go cliff diving. I, okay. I need to discuss the sentence that she says. Quote, okay. maybe it would be fun. A date with Jacob, a date with Edward. I laughed darkly to myself. Jake could say what he wanted about us being a messed up pair. I was the one who was truly messed up. I, oh my God. (laughs) I love the idea that Bella is just playing everyone, you know, just like getting the dick from everyone. (laughs) Just, Just literally having like basically a rotation of dudes in her phone just being like, yeah, you know, what's tonight? Is it going to be fucking puppy dog or is it going to be you know actual prolonged trauma who can be sure and then just you know great fuck buddy rotation going so, on but i do like the that fact so cody i i want you yeah. to remember the past minute of you talking um and this yeah. headcanon that you have of bella when we get to eclipse <laughs> Okay. Um, because you do not know how close you are. <laughs> Swish. Um, did I mean Kobe? Like, <laughs> okay, wait, hold the fuck up. Because one of my classmates, I, I say Kobe a lot yes, because you do. I'm the worst person you've ever yes. met. <laughs> Tell me something I don't and, know. <laughs> 
sorry. And one of my classmates said, have you ever said, like, Cody? But, like, in the same <gasps> way you'd say Kobe? And my entire world just, like, flipped upside down. We need to down. pause this podcast. We need to change your branding right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to just, I need to erase everything. I Just everything I've done before is meaningless. I just now, this is my life Every now. time that I snap you now, I'm going to be like, Cody! <laughs> like... <laughs> I love it. I love that a lot. Listen, I'm I'm a sportsman at heart. Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> B-ball till I die. <laughs> I was, like, born in Air Jordans. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, bells, right? Cliff diving. Great. <laughs> My sweet angel. (laughs) Bella, my bitch, my love. Um, (laughs) So she goes to the black house, of course. And guess who can't go cliff diving? Because it's not Bella. Bella's ready. Um, It's Jake. (laughs) Bella's never been more ready for anything anything. in her entire life. Yes. Jake definitely cannot do this. And Bella gets pissed and is like, fuck this. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck Fuck everybody. I gotta go to the beach. I can do this by myself. Fuck you. No. <laughs> I think that How hard it could be to just jump off a fucking cliff. I could do that. Well, and that's the thing. So she gets to the beach, right? And she's like, hmm, well, this isn't good. <laughs> I mean, I've been wanting to go cliff diving, so why don't I just do it by myself? Okay. God. So. <laughs> hey, ma'am. <laughs> hey, first of all, absolutely not. So Shut it. Down. Bella says, quote, I knew that this was the stupidest, most reckless thing I had done yet. The thought made me smile. So, <laughs> this is Baby, So, Bella gets ready to go cliff diving, and she's very much there. And as soon as she hears Edward's voice, she is V-happy. <laughs> but, of course, she still needs to cliff dive just to prove to herself that she is that Ocean's Eight motherfucker. And my favorite thing, and I definitely included in our notes too, is the sentence of, quote, and I flung myself off the cliff. Because literally, I'm sorry? What? (laughs) The paragraph, the sentence before that ends with an ellipsis because obviously. Obviously. And then... And, and indented, and I flung myself off the cliff. <laughs> I just... This is man. a children's novel. Also, we had to read the next sentence of, I screamed as I dropped through the open <laughs> air like a meteor. Like, I'm... So- no, I did not want to read this, Stephanie. Thank you very much. No. But, um... So she you know. fucking dives into the ocean, I guess. Um, <laughs> fucking free willy, motherfucker. Yes. Live it her truth. A few fun facts about this scene. There were three separate shots that they used to get this cliff diving scene in the movie, which you don't know about yet, but you will. And I'll see it. <laughs> this part where she is in the water and like struggling because hi, you're in the ocean, um, <laughs> was filmed in a pool. And uh, Kristen Stewart does not like water, so she was having a very hard time with the filming of this. Oh my god. My sweet angel. (laughs) I love her more than anything in this world. She was, like, in a pool, in the clothes that she's going to be wearing in this scene, and just like, I hate the water. (laughs) Yeah, so just keep that in mind, I guess. 
But yeah, so Bells is in the ocean and just like cannot handle anything because, hi, have you been to the Pacific Ocean before? (laughs) The struggle with this, though, is the fact that as soon as she gets there, she's like, I can't actually do this. Great. Um, what? (laughs) What do you mean, Bella? Like, it's a little late, but come on, girl. So she's just cannot. The current is just fucking her up. And (laughs) at the, the end of this chapter is the fact that the ocean is trying to take her away. (laughs) And she's just letting it happen. The sea's just gonna eat her whole. This is my biggest fear, and I hate having to read it. Um, And her, the last sentence of this chapter is, goodbye, I love you, was my last thought. So, this is a children's novel. When I think of healthy relationships and, like, really solid mental health and just, like, really good everything off the bat... That's usually it, what I think of. The frustrating thing about this, too, is I can't help but remember the epigraph and the fact mm. that this whole book is supposed to be Romeo and Juliet. And right. here goes our fucking Juliet. Just... There she goes. <laughs> there she be, just fucking <laughs> diving into the water. And <sighs> see... He's, uh, he, you're talking about the Roman and Juliet thing, and I was going to make a goof about how the next chapter is called Paris. Yeah, and, should. like, how... Listen, ladies and gents, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> We're off to Paris for this weird rendezvous trip <laughs> out of this novel. But... But no, we're back to this fucking Romeo and Juliet storyline. Yep. yep. Because everybody's favorite character for Romeo and Juliet, aka the one you will never remember unless it's brought up in the mo- the book Twilight... Paris. I know. <laughs> Who the fuck chooses Paris, too? Like, why like, would you remember Paris? There's Mercutio. There's so many other... There's Benvolio. Literally, are you kidding? Tybalt? Like, so many other bad boys, bad boys, and that have way more weight and purpose. But yeah, sure. Fucking Le- Paris. Yeah, let's focus on Paris and Romeo. He has, like, maybe two lines, and it's just, like, so God. silly. I'm so bored. I'm so bored of focusing on <laughs> Romeo and Paris. Let's focus on Mercutio and Benvolio. Thank you very much. That's yeah. basically going to be my lesson Wait, for... hear me I thought out. you were saying hear me roar. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I am Katy Perry. Please. Um, no. <laughs> so, we all know Mercutio and Benvolio totally fucking... Yeah, they're lovers. Can we... Can we headcanon? Yes. <laughs> Our fans... It's cool Oh, I like that too. No, that makes more sense. <gasps> oh, like oh, that. you mean Carlisle and Charlie? I yeah, oh. our faves, Allie. Come I on. Mean, I know it's been a long time since we've Carlyle? talked about them because it's been she? years since we've seen <laughs> Carlisle or any of our boys. Yes. But yes. I yeah, love that. I do actually. like this. <laughs> hey, you. so you want to know a really fun goof about Romeo and Juliet, really quick? Please. So okay, in. My elementary school, we, of course, did Romeo and Juliet, because who the fuck doesn't? And (laughs) so I was in fifth grade, fourth grade, when we uh, had to all audition for this. And the role that I got, (laughs) so I played two parts in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, my God. The first one was at the beginning of the, the play, when it's like, 
do you bite your thumb, sir? Um, I was the person who bit their thumb, which means that from a young age, I was cursing at this audience. Just <laughs> That's so it good. Was amazing. And then the second part was I was in a sword fighting scene. So your girl got combat lessons. And that basically <laughs> means fuck with me, take me on, and I'll hit you with a foam sword. So See, I've never seen youth theater do such a good job at literally paving the way for who you are to be as a person until this very moment. <laughs> Those two just things shaped off me. the whole world. Yep. Yeah, and also just like hitting a metaphorical foam sword at everyone who fucks you in the wrong way, you know? Honestly, mood. <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. It's what I'm Young saying. Young me was me. Um, so can we talk about chapter 16? Please. Please, because we are running very long. Sorry. <laughs> it's episode 23. What the fuck did you think it was going to be about? This is going to be the best episode. <laughs> fuck off, all of you. It's the best number, okay? Just imagine a very small alley <laughs> biting her thumb. If you. you're ever wondering, that is my constant mood. <laughs> um, okay, so chapter 16. Bella dies, right? Um <laughs> You know, check that off your fucking bingo board. And, but she's like alive, you know. But I mean, she died. She died. Also, check that off your bingo board. Yeah, also. <laughs> also, the psych little square. So here's the thing. I yes. hate this scene. <laughs> Great. And I don't like the fact that Jacob has to, like, bring Bella back from life. Yeah. And, uh. Savior. Yeah. And that, of course, Stephanie Meyer has it timed out that when Bella decides to cliff dive, Harry <laughs> um, Clearwater has a heart attack. Which means that two very traumatic things just happened to Charlie. One, he knows about. Yes. Two, he does not. So, Great. I just... Poor Charlie. Sitting at home, Charlie? not knowing anything that's happening. <laughs> what the fuck is Charlie? <laughs> Anyway, point. also, the only important part about this whole scene is Bella describing herself as a chain smoker. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because all I could think about was that fucking band. Um, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> um, and that was basically it. I mean, they go to Jake's house because he's very scared about what's going on with Bella. <laughs> Sure. Mm-mm. And, you know, everyone sees her as a fragile paper doll that <laughs> has to be protected at all yes. costs. Which, fair, because she literally puts herself in a dangerous situation at all times. Like, time. at every but... possible moment. At any chance she is literally given. <laughs> and if she's not given them, she will create them. <laughs> I just have so many questions about why she thought that this was acceptable. Anyway, they go to the Black's house, she falls asleep, and... While doing so, she's still thinking about Juliet. She's still thinking about Paris. It's well. Let's talk about this Paris. Okay. Thing, because what's important about Paris is that Paris is Jacob in this metaphor. Oh yeah. I mean, if you didn't get that, um, okay. Well, some people are like not reading along, and we need to give like actual context yes. to what's happening in this novel. Yeah. So if you weren't aware, Bella's Juliet, and Edward is supposed to be Romeo. And Jacob is Paris. And so she just goes on this long rant. But then she keeps 
adding this whole fiction about Paris because, which came out of fucking nowhere because as we've discussed, nobody gives a fuck about Paris and Paris doesn't have any fucking backstory and Paris is boring as shit. He's just like this rich dude that the family knows and wants Julia to be with and whatever. She literally describes him in here as a stick figure, a placeholder, a threat, a deadline to force her hand. Literally. Like, that's it. That's it. That's And that's all that Shakespeare describes him as, too. So, like, I'm going to take Billy's word for it. But (laughs) she keeps adding to this fiction of, like, well, maybe, maybe Paris was, like, Juliet's best friend. And, like, maybe they were super close. Not the same way that Juliet and Romeo were close, but, like, a different kind of close. They had a different kind of relationship. And, you know, being in a relationship with that person would, like, make them happy. And all of these weird parallels that are way too specific to your specific situation, my dude. Yes. And also don't make sense to any of the text you're referencing. It's just too much, and I don't like it. It's just, it's all gross. Especially because before she gets into the Paris bit, she's like, I wonder what Juliet would have done if Romeo had left her. And not because Mm. he was, like, banished, but just because he was, like, bored of her. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, ladies? Like, you know what I mean? And... I mean, not, like, from personal experience, but, like, don't you just think about that kind of stuff? <laughs> yeah, so it all gets like, just, what like, a if? little too real. <laughs> what if? So she just goes on I this whole I wouldn't know anything thing. about that. Yeah, so she's just like, you know what? I fucking, like, get Juliet. And, like, she wouldn't have gone back to her old <laughs> life. And she goes on this whole thing. It's just a lot. And it made me very uncomfortable. But also she says, like, she wouldn't go back to him, right? But she also says she would never forget him. And she would always have this really, like, emotional and, like, unhealthy, like, favoritism towards this dude. But, like, wouldn't go back to that relationship. So I felt like there was a lot of weird mixed messages. Because clearly she doesn't know what she wants and her feelings and her emotions. Because there's a lot to process and she hasn't taken the time to do any of that. It's just, it's important to remember this part, I guess is the thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that Bella's even thinking about what life would be like without Edward around. But even her idea right. of doing that is still thinking about him. So that's uh-huh. important to remember. They talk about Charlie a little bit, which was nice because I miss Charlie. And the fact that he's with Sue and they're all trying to take care of Harry and like everything that happened and stuff, um, which makes me really sad. And then Jacob takes her home, of course. Because uh-huh. why would you stay at the Blacks? Here's the thing about them driving there. So Bella keeps thinking about Edward. Well, then we get this point where Jake and Bella are really close together. And all of a sudden she hears Edward's voice say, be happy. And I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you, I personally have the headcanon that this is very much Bella thinking this stuff, right? Like, it's not Edward, actually, like, in her head. And so the fact that she's even trying to tell herself, like, just do this. Like, if this is what you're wanting right now, do the damn thing. And she's still like, well, I mean, I don't know. God. So it's just fucked up, and I don't like it. Of course, when they try to leave, it turns out that things are not okay. And Jake's wolfy senses kind of hike up and there's a vampire around and this is when things finally get interesting folks yeah yeah. yes 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 so i couldn't i just uh i didn't think i would want to see a vampire but after 350 fucking pages without one i'm like i'm getting the itch i'm like i just want something else god i'm sick of this looks around 
and there's a black car there by her house. And it's not just any black car. Not a black car that's going to kill her, of course, which I definitely thought of when I was reading this. It's like, oh, yeah, Billy's going to die. Um, no, it is Carlisle's car. Boy! Boy, boy, boy! So... Belle's like, fuck you, fuck everything, I gotta go. <laughs> and Jacob gets pissed. And yep. he's like, well, that's obviously Victoria. Like, this is very much a trick. And she's like, no, 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 it's like, it's totally fine. <laughs> no, <Nah>, man. <laughs> and They've never let me down before. Yeah. <laughs> These guys got my back. <laughs> they get into a little tiff, and Jake's last words to her, because she won't listen to him, is just him being a little piss baby again, is like, Bye, Bella. I really hope you don't die. <laughs> Ugh. Like, the worst. The most patronizing bullshit. I hate it. I hate everything about that. So she's like, you know what? I'll deal with this later. That's messed up. <laughs> she goes. I can burn that bridge when I get there. <laughs> she goes to the door. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, that's so weird. I remember when I almost died, like earlier today, that that red thing I saw in the ocean I think that was Victoria. And she's like, you know what? Actually, fuck this. I'll just open the door. <laughs> like, as she's, like, holding the doorknob, she's like, you know what? <laughs> and Cody. I think I saw, like, Cheeto hair in oh the ocean. And Cody, what is the what is the last line of this chapter? I blinked to the sunlight and saw that someone was there waiting for da, me. Da, da. <laughs> Bitch, what a twist. A twistery at its finest. Fucking swish. And that is where chapter 16 ends. That's it. Hold on to your fucking butts. (laughs) Gotta wait a whole other week to see how that resolves itself. Yep. Yep. So next week is chapter 17, Visitor, and chapter 18, Mm -hmm. The Funeral. Dun dun dun. (laughs) (laughs) Point, point. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> and I know what happens. That's how you know it's good. I'm just so excited. This is your one-minute production. You can follow us on Twitter at Earbud Media. If you want to pitch a show to the network, you can do so at bit.ly forward slash earbud pitch. How about you check out one of our sister podcasts like Fam as Fuck hey. or Fam AF, which you can find <laughs> on Twitter and SoundCloud and apparently Same. Elvis knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about them as fuck. <laughs> Just me howling into the wind. Honestly, same. You can find them on Twitter and SoundCloud and anywhere you probably get podcasts at FemAF Podcast. You can follow us and our podcast on Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and anywhere else you would want to find us at Into the Twilight or Into the Twilight Show. If you want to help support the show, you can do so via our Patreon page. Thank you to our patrons who have already pledged money per month. We are so gracious to you, and if you want to join them, you can do so at patreon.com slash into the twilight. If you cannot, you can rate and review us on iTunes, and if you have not at this time, homie, fake fan. Like what? Get it together. Just spice of your life, please, God. Please. Do it. Please, God. Help it takes two seconds. You, honestly. Literally, literally. And, like, people aren't going to know that the show exists if you don't rate and review it and share it with your friends. So, like, is that what you want? Do you want to restrict the people from this quality content? I don't think that's what you want. If you want to go the extra mile, you can help fill out a little survey at bit.ly forward slash into the survey or click the link in our show notes. I 
have thought of some cool ideas for our two BBs. Please go ahead. <laughs> our amazing artwork is done by Maddie Padilla. At this point, if you haven't checked out Maddie's stuff, you're you're honestly offending me because you haven't <laughs> taken care of yourself to go enjoy Maddie's work, which you can find yeah. on Instagram at yourghosthost44. Please do it to help yourself. Our music. Our lovely music is done by shithead Eli Krauss, who I adore and does great work. You can find Eli's stuff at KraussFilms.com. So please, at this point, like, what are you doing? Please just go check it out. Come on. Do it. Okay. So I was thinking, since we've talked about it so much, this podcast, that we should have Maddie and Eli be characters from Romeo and Juliet. Great. (laughs) So for Eli... I was thinking, and this is, <laughs> I had this plan before we talked about it, but I was thinking either Mercutio or Friar Lawrence. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe a mixture of both, honestly. Sure. Just a weird hybrid. Yes. And then for Maddie, I couldn't decide whether I wanted her to be Roseline because of the mm-hmm. fact that, like, Stephanie Meyer basically made Rosalie after that. Or to have her be Juliet's nurse. But I think either one would be a good choice, honestly. Yeah. And also, Rosaline gets, like, the the good part of this novel that she gets to dip immediately after and doesn't have to deal with any of that nonsense. I agree. Okay. Cody, I have not given you any choices for our fan fiction this week. Great. Because I don't feel like making choices right now. (laughs) Oh, well... Okay. It's almost two in the morning. I'm tired. I just... I'm proud of you, and I thank you for staying awake to do this. My undying patron. Yes. <laughs> this the real MVP. So, as a little story for everybody, but also particularly a good night story for you, this week's <laughs> podcast fan fiction is called The Cullens Are Going Theme Park. <laughs> Please go on. <laughs> it is written by XX Goldeneyed Colon XX. And the description is the Colons are going to a theme park with a creepy kid that won't stop following them to crazy water rides with cannons. What could go wrong? Mm. <laughs> so this is from chapter two. There's many. <laughs> yeah, what? How long could you stretch this out? Um, Whatever. Go ahead. There's currently four chapters. It was updated 13 hours ago, so it's still going. Still on a roll. roll. Okay, so this is from chapter two. Hello, can I please have six teenage tickets and two adults? Carla asked the booth employee. Of course. Here you are, she said, whilst unattractively batting her fake eyelashes at him. Edward stiffened by my side. I'm guessing a result of the girl's thoughts. Although I was human, I could still hear the growl that emitted from Esme's chest. Oh my god. (laughs) Babe. Okay. (laughs) Carlyle took the tickets quickly and walked through the metal barrier and into the park. We all followed his lead. Look, Mommy, look at all those people. Why are they huddling like that? Is it a charity group thing? I turned to see a young boy jumping up and down whilst pointing at us. His mother was tugging him away, shooting apologetic glances our way every few seconds. All right, everyone. Esme and I are going to explore the park on our own. Go on any rides you like, as long as Bella doesn't get hurt and our secret isn't exposed to the world. Have fun! Carlyle said to us before walking away, hand in hand with Esme. We were here. I wonder what ride we were going to go on first. 
As if reading my mind, Alice pulled out some sticks, explained that there was a short one, and whoever got it chose the ride. Well, here we go. <laughs> End scene. I mean. <laughs> and one of the quotes from the author is, it's currently one in the morning, and they spent all night working on it. Please review, because it'll make them post faster. Love to all their readers. <sighs> well... <laughs> My only complaint is that you clearly don't understand how false eyelashes work because they can you cannot look bad with a pair of falsies on. It's just science. Honestly, that is me always, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. That's what I'm That's what this I'm was saying. not sponsored by our Adele. As we say it, folks, get bit, motherfuckers, and I'm biting my thumb at you. <laughs> <laughs>